Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And we have a very special round table of encouragement today. And I have four of LinkedIn's unbelievable rock stars joining me. My friends, Kristen Sherry, the creator of UMAP, Lila Smith of Say Things Better, Lori Knudsen of Nobility Consulting, and Blake Benz of Good Advice Coaching. And we're going to have a roundtable of encouragement today on a number of different topics. So guys, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Kristen, I'm going to start with you. What is the greatest skill? And, and of course, we're recording this in the midst of COVID-19, in, in the midst of a pandemic. We've been five months out. We don't know how long it's going to last. Kristen, what's the greatest skill that someone needs to work on right now in their lives to make themselves better? So I'm going to cheat and say two things. You have to really know what your differentiators are in this crowded market of job seekers or trying to find clients, and you have to be able to articulate it. So basically, you need the people on this call. Yeah. <laughs> like the Avengers. for. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> that is so good. I don't even know where to go from it. Kristen, just keep talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite serious. Um, people who have 20 years of work experience under their belt, who've, who've been consulting for 10 years, they understand what they do and they probably have a sense of things that they're good at, but they don't really have that two sentence, here's who I'm looking to serve, here's how I can help you. And being able to articulate in networking conversations, most of the time, you have to stand there for five minutes with someone to really get a grasp. And sometimes you walk away and still say, I have no clue what this person does. And that just doesn't cut it. In this virtual world where you don't have someone's attention standing in front of you as a, as a captive audience, you have to really be able to communicate, know your differentiators and com communicate them in a compelling way that the person knows you do best what I need most. That is so good. Lila, you have just done incredible work around saying things and the power of words. When a person is going through something like some people are going through this right now, what is the best thing internally that we can say to ourselves to help lift our spirits? Forget the words. <laughs> Forget getting it right. Just connect with someone, just find someone to talk to, um, find someone that you can be a listener for, be curious, ask questions, and just let go of really trying to say things better at all and just focus on saying things or, or listening to other people. Everybody's got a lot we're going through right now, so you may have zero precedent for how to put these thoughts into words, these feelings. You might never have seen them or felt them before. So let go of the pressure and just find someone who's a safe space for you, like the people on this call really truly are for me. Lori, you love and you operate in, in making yourself better. You're a learner. You're, you, you love to, to help people get better at educating themselves. So 
when you think about this time right now, what's the best piece of education that you're offering to folks right now to help them get from point A to point B where they want to go? I mean, the best piece would be a UMAP. I mean, not to, not to sound salesy, but it really is going to give them the self-awareness and that that knowledge and ability to articulate it, to what Kristen was speaking to. Uh, you know, beyond that, I, I, you know, teaching people how to network properly. I mean, I think that, you know, knowing yourself and having that self-awareness so that you you know where to focus and and what you do best and and how to speak to it but then building that network i mean having worked in corporate for many years that was something that i thought i did and i hadn't really and i think there's a lot of people that still really don't know what that means and how to connect properly so i do teach people how to you know reach out to people how to set up informal interviews, how to just connect with someone without, you know, just being like, I want, I want, I want, because mm -hmm. it's, it, you know, you have to be in service of others and we all want stuff. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want stuff, like, you know, but I, that can't be the first thing out of your mouth. So you have to kind of warm up and get, you know, someone to know, know you because otherwise it's just a, a cold call so to speak, as you know, you say in sales. Blake, I haven't forgotten you. I was just letting <laughs> the ladies go first. But you are all about giving good advice. And that's what I love about you is, is you're so free with, with just good advice. So let me ask you this. What advice are you giving yourself right now through this pandemic? Uh, well, you know, it's the old expression of you have to eat what you serve. And so I, I think, I think for me, I'm constantly thinking about, am I actually walking out what I'm telling people to do? Uh, and I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm not always Brian. I mean, it's, it's, I think, I think we're all on this journey of self-development and I think part of it, um, and it's, it's already been said so well, um, by the other people on this call already, but this journey of self-development and self-awareness of like really being honest with yourself. Um, I'm very fortunate to have people around me who, you know, rather than, I mean, I wish I could say I get in front of a mirror and just like recite some things and then I'm good, but, but actually uh, what keeps me going, especially during a really stressful time of COVID uh, and, and new fatherhood is just the people I surround myself with. You know, there's an old expression that you're the average of the five people who are closest to you. And so I'm, I'm extremely blessed to have people like, like Lila who texted me just the other day, or maybe Kristen might say, hey, I loved your newsletter. Things like that are really um, empowering to me. But I also have people who are very honest and authentic with me, like my wife, who uh, will say, hey, you, you seem a little down today, or hey, you seem a little on the back foot today. Like, what can I do to help, help you kind of get back in the game a little bit? Um, I, I try to have those people around me and I just try, especially in a day of social media where we really kind of put our best side out there. I try not to do that with people who are closest to me because I want their authentic advice. And, and frankly, I want their authentic challenge to really just keep me going and keep me influencing people. Um, sometimes I do that really well, other times not so much. So I don't know if that's a sexy answer or not. I, I think it's kind of like a- <laughs> Yeah, it is. No, it is. I hadn't even ever heard that phrase no. before on the back foot. So I'm already like making mental notes about what that means, you know, um, and as a performer, which is for those who don't know me yet and are listening to this, that's my background is in theater. And so I'm thinking about, you know, physical positioning of your feet. 
um, and being, you know, in standing in like a ballet position even, and what that means when your weight is on your back foot. Um, but actually, when your weight is shifted to your back foot, it usually means that you're about to leap to your front. Like you're going to use your back foot to, like you know, push off. Yeah. Uh, so immediately that was my first thought. And like, I'm like, oh, this is so great. You know, more lessons from theater that I didn't know were lessons from theater. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's that why all we, just yeah. happened. Yeah. That's why we have everybody together. Lila, let me, you, you've just sparked a question inside of me that I want to ask you, especially around that, because most people feel like that if they're in sales, let's say, and sales are down, they're underperforming not only for their company, but for their family. If someone is, is been furloughed or unemployed or something like that, or their business, they own a small business and the business is down, they feel like they're not performing at their best. What can someone do that feels like, be, and it's not necessarily their situation that caused them to do that, but they feel like they're underperforming right now. What would you say to someone that's feeling that way? You got to get real about your goals. You know, the goals that you have right now might not be realistic to achieve it if, if it's just circumstantial. So, but, but if the goals are immovable and you cannot settle for less than the results that you need, then you have to try something different. You look at all the things that have gotten you a certain level of results before in different circumstances. Clearly those same tactics aren't working now. So you have to try something else. You have to test some different things. I would really just say to like ask Blake Bins for some good advice about that. Um, you know, so Blake, you got any? Well, yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, your value has never been in what you do, but that's, that is where we all typically go to, right? It's like, if I'm an incredible salesperson, like that is part of my identity until something like COVID hits and now suddenly people aren't buying from me. Well, now what does that mean about me? It's, and it's from like a really cliche example. It's not unlike the quarterback who like tears his ACL and now can't play football. This person's now not meaningless. However, if their identity has always been in sports, now it's really confusing. Like, what do I do with my life? And so I think building off of what Lila said, um, you know, and again, maybe people need to go pick up a UMAP, but, but the power in who you are is literally it's, it's, it's your identity around your values. Like, what do you care about? What are the cornerstones of who you are? Uh, and very rarely are those things, the actual actionables of I do sales. I do, um, I can't think of other examples, but, um, hesitating, keeping yourself from falling into that trap of my identity is what I do. I think it's a really healthy step to, um, especially in a time like today, to then not fall into this really self-deprecating, man, who am I even uh, type of mentality that's so easy. See, that's some good advice right there. Mm -hmm. I feel so blessed. I feel like I'm the point guard. I'm just dishing it to <laughs> and, and, and these guys are, you all are just putting it in the basket. Lori, I want to come to you here because my thought is Lila and Blake were talking is that you were that person just a few years ago that transitioned away from a sales role into doing coaching and, and having your own business. What were some of the things that you had to get past in your own mind to be able to move into that path? Because there may be somebody that's listening right now that is unhappy and COVID has caused them to have those thoughts internally about moving in a different direction. So take, take that person through that thought process as it related to you when you made that move. 
Uh, well, first of all, I'll say I'm my own worst enemy. So I think, you know, one of the things and having my leading strength be responsibility is just pulling the trigger and starting. I mean, I would say imperfect action is better than no action because you're never going to be 100% ready. You're never going to be 100% perfect. So just go for imperfect and, and figure it out as you go. Uh, and I, cause I was so worried about like, oh, I have to have this and I have to have that. And you're never going to, and, and then once you get started, then you're going to realize, no, I didn't need that, but I needed these things. So it, it really is just being able to adapt and shift and kind of, uh, fly the plane as you're building it, so to speak. And as we used to say when I was in sales sometimes when we were launching a product. And I, I think you just have to extend some grace to yourself. Now, this sounds really rich coming from me because I know Kristen's probably going, yeah, right? I'm, <laughs> because I'm like, you know, the worst, we're like, the sky is falling. Uh, but, <laughs> but I think you... I have tried to like dial it back because when Blake was talking about like having to walk, you know, and practice what he preaches and stuff, I think that that really kind of helps me rein it in because, you know, if you're talking about mindset and accountability and being flexible and adaptable, and then you have one of those roller coaster days, it, it pulls you back in. And I think that that's another thing to realize is for anybody that's making a transition, you're gonna have good days and you're gonna have bad days. Some days are gonna be like just over the moon and other days you're gonna feel like you're in a big tar pit trying to claw your way out. And, but it's so fulfilling when you get out of that because those don't last that long. And it's it's just really, Knowing and accepting that, um, you just have to kind of, you know, go with the go with the flow a little bit. And you know, for someone that's a type A like me, that's not always easy. But I I can say I've made a lot of mistakes, but I I wouldn't go back. You've made a lot of progress. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I yeah, but it's like taking me forever because I've, I, you know, I'm the poster child for what not to do from when I got downsized in corporate to now. So if you want to know what not to do, this gal can help you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Call Lori. (laughs) We'll call Lori anyway. You know, call Lori anyways. Yeah, Yeah. but no, I mean, I, I try to help people honestly avoid some of those mistakes. Some things you, you do have to figure out for yourself, but there, there are a lot of things from even being tied to that corporate identity or, or even if it was just a, a job, I was that person. Yeah. I didn't know who I was after working for a company for 17 years. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And it, you really have to discover your own value and embrace that and know that you're worthy. That is a perfect transition to getting to Kristen because I wanted to talk to Kristen. I wanted to ask you the power of strengths. You are our collective mama bear when it comes to the power <laughs> of strengths because you just, you, you talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And so what, what question do, do people need to ask themselves about discovering their own strengths? So, I I generally recommend people do a reflected best self exercise where they reach out to five to 10 people who know them very well and ask that person to write them a story, a brief story on a time that they saw them really shine in their gifting 
and what was the impact that had on that person? And then when you have your five to 10 stories, start to go through them and circle the common words. You're going to start to see patterns. And I've had people who I used to work with in the corporate world reach out to me and say, how have you done what you've done? Like I've written, I think nine books since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and people think that I'm right? this really motivated, really driven type A hardworking person. I like sleep. I'm in bed till eight o'clock every morning. Like <laughs> I don't start work till 10. Like I'm, I'm not joking, but what I do is I align everything I do to what I do best. And I don't monkey around with the stuff that I don't do well. So I hire Christina Yeoman to do my videos and I hire Mel uh, Schroeder to do my illustrations. And I hire <laughs> Rena Friedman Watts to reach out to people for testimonials for my books. And I just offload everything I don't like to do. And I am in the zone and focused on what I do well. And so my quality goes up, my engagement with what I'm doing goes up my productivity goes up. I am not like a, 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 an achiever. Achiever is like number, I don't even know, 17 of my 34 strengths. Mm -hmm. I just am doing what I do really well all the time and it reaps rewards. Now I want to see where achiever is on mine. Like, <laughs> well, Kristen, it's, it's focusing on your gifts. It is, it is operating in your gifts and what you do very well. That's why I'm asking the questions on this podcast, because I, I, I like to facilitate to other people and, and have them, because you guys have far better answers than I can. And by the way, I can't even spell sky because I live in West Virginia. So that, you know, that's, it's, it's that. You have but. lots of good advice. I've heard lots of good advice come yes. from you. So I, will say I don't understand that. I think that's the second West Virginia thing that you may I, do I not know enough about West Virginia? <laughs> it's like the East <laughs> Coast of Mississippi, basically. It's like the East Coast so. of Mississippi. I went to coming from someone who lives in Arkansas. Yeah. But not Mississippi. So. Yeah. Emma Kaufman camp. Um, Emma Kaufman camp in West Virginia. We used to sing that, um, Take me home, country roads. You know that that song. I Denver. Oh, by the way, speaking of singing, um, happy birthday, Brian Sexton. And we're filming this on your birthday. And Lori said she would sing for you. No, no, I said because I love Brian. I would not sing for him. That, that See, what not what I heard. Yeah, hey, no. just for you guys, Trust I me. put on my birthday suit. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I got I got for those. For those that will hear this later, I have a, I have a, a nice uh, medium blue sport coat on and a nice shirt. So I wanted to dress up for my friends today because, you know, I, I just I wanted to do that for them. Blake, I, I want to come to you here. We've all we've all learned things through this pandemic. We've all had things we've had to overcome. This is going to be the same question for everybody right now. What is the biggest obstacle that through COVID-19 you've had to overcome? Yeah, I think, I think it's, and I think I'm going through it just like many others are going through it, but you've heard people talk about how sales are so challenging right now. You've heard expressions like nobody's buying right now. Um, and what I have to say is that's, that can't be further from the truth. Um, not reducing the severity of this pandemic. I mean, it's awful what people are going through and we're seeing it literally every day. On the same token, it's the wrong mindset to allow that to drive your perspective on not just your personal growth, but 
the success of your business. Yeah. Um, I've had to do that and I'm walking through that on a day-to-day -day basis, but um, really there's no better time than today to become diligent around your mindset, to start building habits that maybe you've been waiting to build for a long time. Uh, sure, there was a great excuse to binge watch Netflix all day uh, for a couple of months there, maybe, maybe even still, uh, but now's the time to really understand that, again, not reducing the severity of the pandemic, but things like this are going to happen for literally the rest of our lives. Um, and this is great practice to figure out how we respond to these situations and stay productive. So that's what I'm trying to do day to day. And that's the same thing I'm encouraging people to do. At one point, Blake was the foremost expert on Tiger King in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Read my memoir, sure. Lori, what, what's something you've had to overcome through this pandemic that's unique to the pandemic? Uh, I think just, you know, changing messaging and focus uh, around that because everybody is experiencing this and and people are experiencing it differently. So some people, you know, it's like things are still business as usual and other people, everything's shut down. And I think just having awareness around that mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I've also kind of doubled down on some things that I was working on personally and trying to get, you know, square on and, and learn so that I could really move forward. So I use that time as well in my messaging, but I think just really taking my approach and, um, you know, working with, you know, people where they are and not where they were, yeah. um, it's probably the best, best thing I can say. Kristen, how about, <laughs> Kristen, how about you? What, what's something you've had to overcome through this pandemic unique to this situation? So I would say that mine is a very personal one. So I have a four-year-old daughter who loves to make messes and having her here all the time. I mean, my house, like if, if, if I lowered my camera, like I would hear the air sucked out of all of your collective rooms. Like she, <laughs> I, I looked around one day and I thought, you know, if somebody wanted to really get back at me and call CPS, I could probably <laughs> lose my kids. <laughs> I love it. And, 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 you know, they say that when you look through the lens of clutter, it, it has a mindset effect, right? So you're, you're, you're having this clutter effect in your mind. And I've really had to use mindset to overcome that because I could get depressed really quickly looking around my house and what my daughter has done. And I tried cleaning it and the next day she would just in five minutes it would be right back where it was so my husband and I looked at each other and we said we're gonna just hire somebody at the end of this and high five let's have some wine <laughs> Lila what about you what's the what's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome in this time I'm experiential um and physical so for me putting a seatbelt on my ability to go out, be there, travel, mm -hmm. go to my friends, go to my family and wrap everybody in big hugs and go and stand next to my, my friends who are hurting from one thing or another, whether it's injustice or racism or any of the isms or just 
the the oppression of this time the the heaviness with which it can crush people and and feeling like my value in moments like those in life is showing up for people holding their hands making something special and fun that we can in, enjoy together and feeling like those abilities of mine that are my natural value are squashed Mm-hmm. And so feeling helpless and valueless and disconnected at this, especially at the beginning of all of this was depressing for me. I felt distanced, not only from my family physically, but from my own value internally. So I didn't really have much of a choice as someone who's not a lingerer in dark mm-hmm. feelings. I have positivity as one of my top five strengths and I really relied on it. I really relied on it to say um, there has to be something I can celebrate right now. There has to be some way to bring gratitude into this moment. There has to be some way of connecting in my relationships and, and helping other people to see the light. And so strategic also in my top five strengths, it's my number one was like, all right, what are we going to do? And activator was like, we're doing it. <laughs> so yep. we're going to so leave voice messages like, on Kristen's phone singing her son's song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool. Isolate with me. Come so, isolate yeah. with me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've yes. been like, I've been, if I could figure out how to be a Zoom bomber, I would do it. I found these two women, Hannah and Rihanna, who were, commenting on something on LinkedIn um, where they were talking to each other about setting up a coffee meeting. And I was like, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> I didn't even know Hannah yet. I didn't, or, like, I didn't really even know either of them. I had never spoken to either of them before. I was only connected directly to one of them. And they're like, okay. And so then we got on this coffee meeting and I was like, hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's things like that, but it's also just the big things that I've challenged myself to do. Like Blake said, you got to find something in, in this time that, that is about who you are. Yeah. What your value is doesn't change because your circumstances change. So I, I planned a major 154-person Shakespeare sonnet marathon to benefit 154 different theater companies and arts organizations. I started doing pay what you want workshops to make my work accessible to people and bringing them into the rooms where I was, even if it's virtually, just so that I could create the feeling of a hug, a group hug, you know, which my woo loves to do. And just understanding that, that my value doesn't go away just because my circumstances change. And in fact, finding new ways to express it has unlocked whole new possibilities for me and for the communities that I serve. That's awesome. You took me on a, on a arts date one night when we went to watch yeah. a virtual arts yeah. festival. Yeah. yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> Guys, the last question I have in the last couple minutes that we have left. Blake, give everybody a one-sentence piece of intentional encouragement. Man, I put it in one sentence. Uh, <laughs> this too shall pass. Hang in there. Oh, boom. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lila, one sentence piece of intentional encouragement. Go talk to someone. Wow, so good. Lori, one sentence piece of intentional encouragement. Don't give up. Awesome. Mama Bear, Kristen. You are a masterpiece created with a purpose. 
That is so cool. That is so cool. (laughs) Kristen Sherry, UMAP creator. Lila Smith, Say Things Better creator. Lori Knudsen, the president and founder of Nobility Consulting. Blake Benz, founder and president of Good Advice Coaching. All of you guys are rock stars. Go find them on LinkedIn. Go find them on their other social media platforms. We'll put this in the show notes. Uh, where you can find everybody, but they're, they're all out there anyway. They're rock stars. Each and every one of them are rock stars. So you all should already be connected to them anyway. (laughs) From the bottom of my heart, I love each one of you. Thank you so much for joining us today on this special edition of the Intentional Encourager podcast. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Meads. And the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. And until next time, remember, everyone, everywhere, at any time, and any place can be an intentional.